Hi, this is Bob Muir. And this is the Enemy Below. And this is the Bob Muir and the Enemy Below podcast, recording after some break, because I was actually out on vacation. I was away from New York for a while. I heard you were looking for the Loch Ness Monster. Did I... you find him? No, I didn't find him, no. Loser. Yeah, well, no one else has. Anyway, though, it was kind of interesting. We did... It was... Uh, we did actually do a Loch Ness... I did actually do a tour, which actually went to... Urquhart Castle, which is very... A lot, Scotland is ridiculously scenic. I mean, I was taking so many pictures, it was like really it's just... Gorgeous. It's, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful, beautiful country. It's heart-stabbingly beautiful country. Uh, and it was interesting because we went to... they As part of this day trip, we went to the Loch Ness uh, Phenomena exhibit mm-hmm. and sort of examined the history of the, of the Loch Ness Monster. And the... The the exhibit basically said, the witnesses are full of, don't know, didn't know what they're talking about. The folks the photographs are all faked. Sonar didn't find anything. Enjoy your enjoy your day on Loch Ness. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's basically <laughs> what it actually is. And the one what the one major photograph that everyone bases it on the is, cert- is a, a f- fake. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows it's a fake, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, I don't, it's one of those. It's like, why do you go to the black box in the middle of Arizona? It's because it's just, it's a conspiracy area. It's fun. Yeah. Well, I I will say that there there are a couple of. Um... You know what? Actually, this is probably the best the the best way to put it is why do you go to the top of the Empire State Building when you just want to be there so you can see where King Kong stood? Yes. Yes. It's the same yeah. idea. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There was a there was a kind of um, it was there have been there there is a photograph there is actually a photograph that they did take that they have they did mention in this in the studio in the, in the exhibit which was kind of interesting. It was a film taken by Tim Dinsdale and it's too far away to actually get any um, it's too far away to get any actual de- uh, details but it was basically a lump moving it was a hump of some sort moving through the water at approximately five to six knots, a little bit faster than somebody could row a boat. And as a as a comparison, he uh, actually had a guy with a motorboat, basically, he left the camera in position, signaled to the guy, rent, you know, jumped in his car, drove down to this guy, told him, get out into the lock with the boat, and when I start waving, you just go up the lock, and I'll film it. So we did a film as a comparison, and there's a way, you know, this has a way, a visible wake and such. So there never really been a satisfactory explanation of exactly what Dinsdale filmed, but it was 1964. Nothing has ever been seen since then that is anywhere nearly as good uh, as as a solid a hit as that. Um, so on the other hand, I do have to say honestly, as we were le- I, we cruised around the lock, it was very lovely. I enjoyed it immensely, and the um, the one thing that did actually happen, which was kind of like weird, was I was t- just taking a picture of the lock as we're leaving it and going mm-hmm. into the canal and down toward Inverness, and just like got a weird feeling in the back of my head, just back of my back of my neck, a little little bit of weird prickling in the back of my neck, said, and there's a sense of like you know the secrets of the lock are not for the likes of you or Sonar to discover. And it was just it was just a very dismissive kind of weird moment. And and, and 
you know, nothing apropos of nothing. It just came absolutely apropos of nothing. Was it one of those moments where your hair stands up on end and, well, and you start to go aliens? Well, it was a little bit. It I mean, there was a little bit of you know, it was a moment. I, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that was really the uh, that was my 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 impression afterwards. Was that that was, that was a weird moment. So <laughs> I can't really. Um, I can't really uh, say whether or not that that has anything to do, you know, what, what that what that means, if anything, other than I'm suggestible. Uh, what is suggestible? Amongst other things, he is suggestible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like long walks in the park. I am an Aquarius, and I'm suggestible. Right. Me too, actually. I'm very suggestible. Well, in certain types of things, things. I'm suggestible. Well, you yes. know, it's funny as I was just suggesting that you were suggestible, and you took the bait. Ah! <laughs> 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 Welcome, Mr. Welcome, Mr. Ben. How are you doing, Mr. Bandit? Good. I realized that one of my items did not have uh, the appropriate equipment to uh-huh. reach you guys, so I had to reset it. Ah, all right. And now here I am. And there you are. Excellent. Excellent. We're all together. The band's together again for the first time in a while. But, Trapped in time like a bug in a jar, no matter where I go. <laughs> there I am. Sort of like that the, 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 the prison Zod was in kind of thing. Well, it was, yes, but also that was the uh, philosophy of Buckaroo Banzai, which was later uh, utilized as a really shitty rap song for Waxwork 2, Lost <laughs> okay. in Time. No matter where you go, there you are. But, like a bug in a jar. <laughs> yes. Lost in time like a bug in a in jar. jar. Yes. So. Ah. Jesus. Oh, so. Anyway. So I. I. I was. I was actually gobsmacked by by Scotland. Just absolutely beautiful countryside and just amazing. Just. It's, I'm guessing that is not a metaphor for what a man did to your face in a truck stop. No. No. no actually, that was what happened at the castle. <laughs> the Edinburgh Castle. <laughs> then he gobsmacked all over. Yes. Actually, it sounds like the thing that you uh, took from the guy to. Uh, uh, I uh, tried to steal from Willy Wonka to go sell as one of yeah, the fat some, kids. Some of the fat kids is everlasting gobsmacker. But <laughs> damn slugworth God, bastard! That, that is going to become my new porn name. <laughs> everlasting gob. Oh, everlasting gobsmacker. Okay. Yeah. There's no earthly way of knowing yeah. what direction we are no going. <laughs> Mostly in your face. Yes. <laughs> we're, not, we're not. We're not too sure. But it was again. Tell me about the Highlands. Oh, oh, my heart's in the Highlands. My heart is not here. To be basically, uh, it's staggeringly beautiful. I just, I, I don't really have good words for it. Uh, I, I just, it's. He's got, got a lot of bad words. I got a lot of bad words. <laughs> no, what I have is just an enormous. It's um, a friend of mine said it was it would England is in England when you're in England and like London and around there. Uh, it's all history. Anything you bump, you can bump into every, anything in England has got like a 300 year history at least. You know, it's like that's a, and it's very it's part of what the charm of England is. It, everything has a history. Scotland is Scotland, the Highlands particularly are like legend. You know, people have been there for 5,000 years, but it doesn't look like it. And to be clear, it's, it's not that they wanted to be there; they've just been there for 5,000. Right, well, years. I I I had it's it's a wild country. It the, the Highlands are there's a wildness of the Highlands. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, but, I mean, you can see in the faces, I mean, uh, it's the only time I've ever seen it was uh, Australia, but mm-hmm. for different reasons. But climatically, uh, what am I trying to say, not climatically, climate-wise, just the amount of rain and wind mm-hmm. and just the harshness sometimes of that land, just kind of you see the toughness on those people's faces. Yeah, and and there's a lot of sheep. There are, 
staggering amounts of sheep. You didn't start singing the Scottish love song, were you? No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh. I didn't even mention it. There, there was. I did have a chance to. I, I kind of screwed up. There was a, there was an open mic in Edinburgh that I could have made, but it was like too late because I had yeah, to get. Because I think that song would have gone well. Because I think in Edinburgh it would have gone very well. Yeah, I, they I, they laugh at themselves a lot. You know, yeah. it's not like Americans where we don't laugh at ourselves. No. No, actually, the best actually was that the uh, well, I also went up to the Orkney Islands, which is like up over in Scapa Flow and like way the hell north. And it's uh, the Orkney Islands used to be the you know the the the, uh, the Danes used to own the Orkney Islands for you know it used to be Viking country. So there's like a lot of the uh, names of the Orkney Islands are actually like translations from 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 the Norse or Norwegian or whatever that whatever some Scandinavian language. Been, uh... Have you been playing the Braveheart soundtrack in the background? Uh, yeah, yes, and 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 sort Freedom! of like Freedom! Freedom! and um, and and such. Yes. Oh, and it's. I mean, I loved it. By the way, you just uh, you guys just both made the noise I make when I gobsmack. <laughs> so, the. Uh, well, Although, you missed a lot here. Yes, I did. I'll tell you, I, you, yeah, I, you, you missed a ton. I missed a ton of stuff that was going on, but I uh, just I, well, I, I love. How, how long you were there? Two weeks. I'm trying to remember. In two weeks, how every, much shit happened in every, two weeks? Everybody died the last two weeks. It's been nothing. It's nothing else. Well, oh um, yeah. I mean, we just but, need to skip the who died segment because it's it would take an hour and a half. Yeah, it would take an hour and a really? half. Really? Was there a plane crash or something? What, no, what? it just seemed to be actually. Well, actually, the best Facebook post I th- saw was like, "Death, go home, you're drunk." Stench. Uh, was, <laughs> I think it was like. Wait, well, now I feel like I was in the Scotland of my mind for the last two weeks. Well, well, like it was like you know, I mean, you could get Christopher. Since Lee. Since the last time we did the yeah, Christopher Lee. Oh, Christopher Lee. Okay, well, okay, but that's Lee's not really fair. I mean, he was ninety-two. It's not like it was. It's not like a surprise, but it was like yeah. a, there was a bunch of other people, like the guy Chris Squire from Yes, and a bunch of other. Really, uh, it was like as if, as if the fact we we turned our backs and everyone, you know, everyone was like, oh, oh, we can die now, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, exactly. Yes, and, and I, you I'm know, glad that that's Lee, our superpower. Chris <laughs> really was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, three weeks ago he was he was covering Ozzy Osbourne, and now he's dead. I mean, well, the thing at ninety is like that's the way it goes. It just like, you know, <laughs> he was ninety two doing I, death metal. Lee, I, look, I am probably one of the biggest Christopher Lee fans around. I. I in fact, if you ever get the chance, I would uh, highly recommend to you and our listeners uh, his autobiography, Tall, Dark, and Gruesome. Gruesome, yes. Yes, I, I mean, so I, he, I mean, he was great, but I, you know, I feel the same way. Uh, it's like when my, well, not as close knit, but uh, like when my grandfather died, he was yeah. ninety-two, mm-hmm. and you know, I was deeply, you know, I was deeply saddened, and you know, I went through remorse, but I mean, it wasn't a tragedy. No, <laughs> a tragedy is someone dying at like. You know, twenty-two. Yes. No, but I know mean, yeah, it's, it's not yeah. that. But it's just it's just simply like you know, like it's a pillar that you would always Christopher Lee was always around, and now he's gone. I hope they buried him with a stake in his chest. I I or or the Drac actually he I don't think he had the instructions that Lagosi had to be dra- buried in the Dracula cape. In the cape, that's yeah. right. But um, well, so, I I guess that means that the spinoff of Ceremon is not going to work. No, I don't think so. No. I was hoping they would do three Look, movies. I didn't even think he was going to make it to Lord of the Rings Part 3, much less The <laughs> Hobbit. <I> mean, <laughs> he didn't make it to Lord of the Rings Part 3. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Return of the King. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. Yes. Let, me, let me clarify. I mean, yes. the third chapter. 
Although I will say, you know, he worked with Spielberg in uh, 1941. He played uh, Count Duco in the Star Wars films. He, mm-hmm. not the good ones, but still Star Wars. He yep. was in Lord of the Rings. I, I mean, mean, not to mention Dracula and the Frankenstein monster, but I mean, yeah. he had. And I, do you know that he was a uh, cousin of uh, Ian Fleming? Oh, okay. He also and went he was to. Also in the Secret Service as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, he spoke like uh, I think like nine languages. Yeah. He did like five hundred something movies. Yep. Uh, Wicker Man is another yep. classic. Yep. You know that that the hair first... piece that he has on and the you know gaudy seventies clothing. Interesting was... enough, he thought Wicker Man. Was, I, the interview I remember reading was that Wicker Man was his favorite, one of his favorite films. Yeah, in fact, Robin Hardy said uh, when he I think Robin Hardy wrote it, the same guy did Sleuth, and mm-hmm. was going to and I I think. Uh, it doesn't take place. No, it takes place in a Scottish Isle. Uh, mm-hmm. Edward Woodward plays a Scottish virgin who is. Yeah. He's, he's a cop who's very religious who gets brought out to this island not knowing yeah. that he is the ultimate he, sacrifice. Yeah. Sorry, big yeah. spoiler alert. Well, but yeah. in which he's got. Sorry, my only uh, good. Im- <laughs> my only good impersonations because it stuck with me as he's being taken out to the Wicker Man. You see him going, "Oh God." Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> God! <laughs> but what I was going to say is, is uh, when uh, Robin Hardy approached Christopher Lee about playing it, by playing the part, he says, the Wicker Man, and he goes, oh, are you talking about one of those big sacrificial things where you put, you know, creatures in it? And he's like, Jesus, how do you know about this? Like, <laughs> you know, like, and in fact, and the other one that always killed me was because he had been in the Secret Service, because he had, you know, he had lived this life that was, even if he had never done any movies, mm-hmm. it would have been an amazing life. But he um, he said when he was getting killed by uh, uh, oh shoot who was it uh, Gandalf in mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings right yeah that uh, Peter Jackson's like all right now right here I just want you to go like uh, you know I give some you know guttural yeah. scream as you fall off the tower and he goes you know Peter my old boy when you stab a man in the chest and you pierce his lungs the air is released and he is not able to make a scream he can only whimper to himself yeah i'm paraphrasing <laughs> but peter jackson said uh basically the way that he revealed that to him seemed like he knew it intimately from his time in the war <laughs> and he's like yeah okay well you you do what you need to do do, do it do it do it the way it speaks to you bruce <laughs> yeah. christopher oh dear i don't want to know how you know one that. that that always uh, i thought you would get a kick out of is that he would correspond uh via letter you know, which was what they used to do in those days, mm-hmm. uh, with his good friend Peter Cushing. And mm-hmm. when Peter Cushing got uh, the role of uh, the, uh, in Star Wars, right? He goes, "Yes, I just got cast in this film, Star Wars. Apparently, I'm playing a Grand Moff Tarkin." And he's like, "My dear boy, what is a Grand Moff?" He's like, "I have no idea, but they pay well." <laughs> Very British. No idea. And it's like yeah, Peter Cushing and Alec Guinness like being told all these words that George Lucas is writing and being like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Just, just could, could you, could you? I'm a Jedi. I control the Force. I'm a wizard. I'm a wizard, Darth Vader. Could you just hold one second? I want to make a phone call. No, no uh, one is going to watch this piece of shit. You, no one's watching this. No one's going to see this, right? No. Anyway, just gotta make one phone call. Okay. All right. Just make sure if there's any problem with the check, call me instantly. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Another You've been World in World War II film. Those are so fun. I mean, I, I trust you're my agent. I trusted you. You give me this job. I trusted you on this, but I want to know if the instant there's any problems with the checks. 
Thank you. You, you know what the funny <laughs> was is that I heard, and this is uh, sorry, an off tangent, but it's, yeah. it's related. Alec Guinness, I, I think it was uh, him on uh, uh, Letterman years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, Letterman's like, "Hey, uh, will you do the audience a favor? Uh, you were in Star Wars, right?" And he's like, "Oh yes, yes, I was in Star Wars." And he's like, "Will you do the audience a favor and uh, you know say that your famous line?" He's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't think I could." And he's like, "Really, really, the audience would love to hear it. Please, please, we just do it for us." And he's like, "Of course." May the force be with you. Oh, that was in the line. Um, <laughs> as if there's another famous line from Star Wars. <laughs> you know, if you watch it, it's much better than what I just did. You mentioned uh, Christopher Lee. We also lost Patrick McNee mm-hmm. of the Avengers, who actually oh, went to right. who went to school with Christopher Lee. They played in high, in uh, in their uh, in their youth. They were in plays together. In their youth. In their youth. I always like that. Uh, Patrick McNee was one of those actors that had been around so long. And was always one of those guys that you kind of knew. I mean, yes, the Avengers, if you were old enough to, you know, watch mm-hmm. PBS and the like, you know, during the 70s, I just mean. But he was one of those actors that you saw him and you were like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was always so regal. Actually, yes. in fact, I think he was in Waxwork, too. <laughs> so, I'll tell but, you another good one he was in was, uh, oh, what did I see him in? Oh, The Howling. As the uh, shrink. As the shrink. As, as sort of like a, a colony of werewolves that would, you know, find uh, had, their inner child to, you know, uh, sort of like find, find their inner wolf and 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 come yeah. to terms with it. Yes, he was very good in that. He was very good. He he just was he just very classy and and just very um, came across very very classy and apparently actually did end up with a drinking problem from the Avengers because they were actually that's real champagne in those um, in those well, I'm tapes. I'm sure, and that's probably because you know Diana Rigg wouldn't put out for him. Mm. No, well, no, they wait. were very. They were not. Although they never became. She didn't never, put out for me either. No, or or me. Which I think is she real. would now that I've seen her in uh, yeah, Game it, of Thrones. No, maybe now. Yeah, yeah but wait, uh, she, she looks good for an older woman. But goddamn, she looks like an older she, woman. She is freaking awesome in that. By the way. Yeah. The um the actually they actually became very. She was uh Patrick. She was very grateful to Patrick, and Patrick actually stood up for her during the uh, during the shoot because it turned out she was like getting paid less than you know like some of the crew, and at the end of the first season, and Patrick said, "I'm not this seeing is... the issue here." Well, Patrick, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> most community theater. <laughs> yeah, the Patrick was saying this is ridiculous. You, you know, this is like one of the stars of the show. She needs to be treated better than this, and she's st- on on several occasions. Did he say it while he was drunk? Uh, and sober. Ah. So, so uh, no, she was she was very very grateful. She was actually at the end. One of the reasons she left when she did is basically because she was constantly butting heads with the production staff and the, the producers, and um, she was always very grateful to Patrick for uh, his support in that. So um, you know, I may be in the minority here, but I really think what uh, Ray Fines and Uma Thurman mm-hmm. put together was uh, you're in the minority. It was shit. <laughs> it was awful. It had no 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 charm no. No, no. In fact, no, wit, you know no style, funny? no substance, nothing. Again, I always, I hate to do this to you, Bob, but here's another tangent for you. But tangent away. Uh, uh, the, do you know why Sean Connery took that movie and took League of Extraordinary? Gentlemen? I think you have mentioned this before because he turned down Star Wars or something like that. He turned down Lord of the Rings. And turned down Lord of the Rings. Yeah, turned down Lord of the Rings. He turned down Gandalf, as a matter of fact. And he turned down the Matrix of playing Morpheus because he didn't understand the script. So even though he knew the Avengers and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was terrible, yeah. he just figured he was so out of touch. He, you know, it may be it, good. It must be. It may yeah. be good. Or, or he actually. I mean, <laughs> and, but he yeah, did. No, he did. He did Zardoz. How could he possibly have understood the script for Zardoz? You know, what's funny is I just read an article about. Uh, Deliverance, because John Borman directed Zardoz. You know mm-hmm. who John Borman initially was going to have to play the Voight and Burt Reynolds roles? 
Um, no. Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando. All right. That would have been kind of a train wreck. It would have been an interesting <laughs> train wreck, but it was like... Because, I mean, Brando, even by then, even by then, Brando was refusing to learn lines and do what was, what was expected of him. You know, I'm always up for the wall. I'm, I'm always up for an interesting train wreck. That sounds like a fun time to me. Yeah. So, so let's see, what uh, else? It would have made sense if uh, Brando would have played the Ned Beatty role. Yeah. 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 What else did pre- you What else did you miss? I mean, you have been gone for way, way too long. I was. Well, I had a great time. You're having, one... Yeah, you're having. You had way. Well, too he wasn't long. gone for like. It didn't go off to war. It's not like he was gone for two years. He was gone for two weeks. Yes. I, well, I'll tell you, that I've been I've been a stay at home dad for two weeks. So, needless to say, it's a long, long time. <laughs> I think that you're reflecting more on, on, on your your thing. Me, I was like projecting onto him. Yeah, my 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 two my weeks my week and a half or so it's I just whizzed by. Yeah, I was by gonna the, say when you're when you're having the kind of fun it sounds like you were having. It, oh, it's not, oh, I just like I it. just I fell in love with the countryside. I fell in love with the country really, and the people are. I mean, it was it. I ended up on a on a distillery tour because you're not allowed to leave Scotland without going on a distillery tour. It's a it's a weird local law, but you know you just got to deal with it. Um, that would be the first thing I did when I showed up. <laughs> be like, I need to go on this tour, and if there are free samples, hey, I'll, there, even if there, they're not free, I'll buy them. That's there fine. are well, actually, there are free samples, and here this uh-huh. is basic. This is what you do: is they they take you through the distillery tour. They show this is um, one near Edinburgh, and I got a lot more respect for blended scotch after this because uh, what what blended actually what blended scotch is what put scotch on the map. Uh, before that, it just wasn't you know the the idea that you could actually go into any bar in the world, order Johnny Walker Red, and it's going to be the same everywhere, that put it on the map. You could order it. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be exactly what you have every time. So um, that was what really put Scotch on the map. And indeed, most of these distilleries, most of their stuff goes to blends. I mean, that's still the majority of what they sell. Do you think you would have become blend. an alcoholic if you would have stayed? Uh, yeah, I, I think that that's it's it's a Again. good... It's I a can, good. I it's can't. A, yeah, let me. This is not. This is not his first rodeo. Yeah, <laughs> this is my first. This is my first round with it with the John Barleycorn. If you if you gather if you gather what I'm saying. There. Hit me again, bartender. Hit me, <laughs> again. Hit me again. Hit me again. So uh, they take their whiskey very seriously over there. Absolutely. They, were they all appreciative of the uh, voice work that uh, James uh, James Duhan did? Uh, I I didn't mention Scotty to them. They, I almost they, just said James McDuhan. Yeah, I mean, James, James McDuhan. But um, it was um, it was really oh, just a oh Bobby Muir. Oh yeah, well actually Bobby they, O'Muir. Muir. They they no that's that would be Irish. Oh that's Scotty, Irish, isn't it? Uh, oh, I'm giving her yeah. all she's got, Captain. Yeah. The uh, though actually it's interesting that it's it's a it's a one place in the world that everyone can pronounce my last name without a single problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Upon I guess, reading it. I that saying what Muir. Your is, uh, yeah, it's actually my, like, I think I, I may have mentioned, I just did some little bit of background, and the the gentleman who came over to, uh, who from from Edinburgh to New York, uh, John Brown Muir, was actually, was born in Edinburgh. He was living, he was born in Edinburgh. Um, and he immigrated sometime in, like, the eight, late 1850s to, um, after having served in the Crimean War on a naval vessel. And then... And I haven't, you know. Then apparently I have, I'm not, can't, haven't been able to confirm this. But then he, then in 1861, he was living in New York, and a certain conflict broke out, and he went and volunteered uh, for the 79th Infantry Reg- New York Infantry Regiment, which were known as the Highlanders, and managed to, you know. And it's sort of like it, it, 
in some ways, if I haven't been able to confirm that that's actually the same guy, because John and Muir are fairly common Scottish. Have you been, uh, now, are, are you going to go, uh, have you gone back to watch all the Highlander films now, or watch mm. the TV series Outlander? Uh, actually, I'm going to, like, I'm, I've, I've ordered Rob Roy. Uh, Which, by the way, you know, because that came out the same year as Braveheart, you know, those things in Hollywood, those kind of strange two meteor films, two Robin mm -hmm. Hoods, two uh, kind of Scottish rebel films. Rob Roy was the, not lesser, but was the, I don't know, more, uh, uh, or the less known. Mm -hmm. Of the Uh, two. But but I will say this, the fight scene at the end between uh, Liam Neeson and Tim Roth Mm -hmm. is pretty incredible. No, it's a staggering, staggering scene. But um, but the countryside is just gorgeous. I I just I I remain just in complete awe of it. It was just such a, it's it's a heart piercing beauty. It really is absolutely heart piercing. And we went up to you. Speaking of like you know like the a land that breeds hard people or just I would know I we went up to uh, I went up to the Orkney Islands, and there were like Neolithic civilizations up on the Orkney Islands even before Stonehenge. And I'm standing there on the Orkney Islands, and you look north on the Orkney Islands. Next stop is the pole. I mean, there really is nothing <laughs> after that. And I found myself there's like there's a there's a settlement that they found, and all the house it's uh, like six houses and a workshop, and this is a Neolithic Stone Age uh, village. And it's apparently it was like a workshop village. You know, people would get up in the morning and they would like you know between harvesting and everything like that but they would make tools and they would work in the workshop all day making stuff and there was like there's settlements all over the Orkney Islands from the Neolithic period and I kept going what the hell got them here and somebody else said well what do you mean if they said look where we are we're on the ass end of nowhere this is this this nothing yeah you know, the only way you Vikings get here... Vikings don't show up here. Well, the Vikings hadn't shown up. This is like thousands of years before the Vikings showed up. The but Romans said, don't show up here. The Romans are... It's like, <laughs> I, look, I, it's five, you know, this is five, they're, they're 5,000, 6,000 years old. The said, Egyptians look, don't show up, show up here. <laughs> like, I'm just going to keep going back. I okay. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> basically it was kind of... You would have to be crazy to want to go there. I mean, it was like... I, I had or to at have least been, give the impression. The only thing I could think of was someone chased them. I mean, it's just, or it's just human beings have a tendency, if they're standing on, an, on, a, on a shoreline and they see an island on the horizon, they see land on the horizon, they will go. But Well, that's what I mean, is that, I mean, I'm sure that I mean, once you get more in country, it's not that bad, but I'm sure they they were enjoying the protection of feeling like there was, uh, uh, like, who the hell would be crazy enough to want to go there? Yeah. Well, I mean, and also like they have the 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 standing stones of Orkney, and it's like the Ring of Rosling, which I saw, and they were saying, well, these stones are taken like ten miles from you know these stones were milled were were carved out ten miles away from where they are stood up, and dragged ten miles, and I just people were just kind of nodding because we in the automotive world, you know, with autom- autom- automobiles, ten miles is nothing. We just go mm-hmm, ten miles. Yeah, fine. No, that's that's five minutes. You know, and to to yeah. give the point, yeah, to give know, the point. You know what I call that, Bob? I call that a severe lack of entertainment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really, theater could have taken off there. <laughs> maybe it was a theater thing. You know, maybe just everyone once they put the stones up, they did theater in the in the middle of it. Theater is around. Nobody yeah. goes that far out of their way to build a theater. <laughs> An oil rig, maybe, but a theater? No, no. Hmm. I don't know. 
some good I don't theater. know either. I don't know. But the um, it was uh, just just the just the sky and this was amazing. But the thing was with the stones, it's like to, to, to just to give that a little perspective. My grandparents uh, on my mother's side grew up in County Mayo, and they grew up in villages less than ten miles apart. They didn't meet until they were in Brooklyn, uh, so they didn't even know about the other. You know, they didn't really know people from those other villages. So that's how insular that kind of life can be. So in I relate. I don't know my neighbors. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, but uh if you if you have any sort of like romance in your soul and such Scotland <laughs> is just Scotland is legend. Scotland is a place of legend and um and whiskey. It's did oh god. Yeah, Nessie. Uh did I no I did not see Nessie. I was mentioning it to the enemy below earlier that the um that the exhibit was basically uh, the eyewitnesses don't know what they're saying. The photographs are all fake. The sonar didn't find anything. Um, enjoy your enjoy your trip on Loch Ness. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I still believe it's there. Well, I I I'm agnostic, shall we say? I would be. <laughs> You're agnostic towards the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> I would say. Well, listen, I I I really honestly to be on this be on the nest was just a. I've read about Loch Ness since I was twelve. And just to be there was just it was just wonderful. Oh experience. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's just the majesty of just kind of in the myth. I mean, that's the same mm-hmm. thing with like, uh, you know, Bigfoot. Although mm-hmm. I always enjoyed the uh, uh, the idea that Amazon women on the moon and mm-hmm. their parody of bullshit or not mm-hmm. presented that Nessie was actually Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Interesting, interesting. When you see, you can hear the wheels on this like horrible, like paper mache, like <laughs> dinosaur wearing a little top hat and hearing <laughs> and the, so, the horn is sitting there. And going, oh, and well, actually, oh, you're speaking, one, aren't you? speaking of which, uh, I also went a little bit of a ghost tour of Edinburgh, and Ooh. for a small little town, a lot of horrible things have happened in Edinburgh. Oh yeah, <laughs> which of um. Of which the most famous, of course, is the uh, the Resurrection Man, uh, which was during the uh, uh, dur- during the early days of, of medical school. The only people that were um, the only bodies that they could get were people who were hanged for murder. Oh yeah, wasn't this the two guys? Uh, yeah, Burke and um, Hare. Burke and Hare. Now they ran a uh, apparently they ran a they ran a boarding house in Edinburgh, and what happened one day was that one of their one of their tenants who owed them money, considerable amount of money, dropped dead on them. And they're like sitting there going, Well, gee, um and apparently Burke got the idea, well well, this is actually a godsend. Look, there's no violence, it just died. We could just bring the body. <laughs> we'll sell them the body. And right. Like, and that like a yard they, sale. They they went over the medic. They went to the medical the college and they, you know, they sold the body and they got you like. Have any know. other dead tenants? And, well, basically, they started to go into business of baking up the dead tenants. They would find somebody like, oh, you're new in town? Any family here in Edinburgh? Anyone would miss you for a while? Here, come drinking with us. And, <laughs> you know, it's capitalism at its finest. Oh, it's it was like you know it's a, it, 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 it was a there was a demand and the supply was being generated. Oh, now, in fact, they uh, John Landis made a movie of it uh, recently, or in hmm. the last five ten years, with uh, Simon Pegg yeah. uh, and uh, oh, uh, uh, 
Oh, the guy who plays Gollum. Uh... Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyways. Yeah. The, but the they... point is, is that yeah, if you if if someone has an interest, it is. It's not a great movie, but it it's interesting. Well, they also had the bodies. There's also the uh, Val Luton, the Body Snatchers, which is the last pairing of Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi, Ooh, which is very atmospheric right. and set in Edinburgh. And the um, the interesting thing is they were indignant. They were not resurrection men. We're murderers. We're not resurrection. You know, we're not body snatchers. Oh yeah, so, yeah. They they draw a line somewhere. They draw the line. Now the interesting. Well, just the last thing about this is that in one of the tours, the uh, we start by this little tiny, a wee this wee little church which had a wee little graveyard. And in the wee little graveyard, there was one of the last existing, uh, one of the rare, exist, still existing uh, cages that they would put over the corpse. They would put uh, like a cage over the over the grave site to prevent people from digging in and getting it. So, uh, however, the interesting thing is, the it was the gentleman. Now, actually, in the, the guide pointed out that actually next to his grave was his wife's grave, which did not have a cage on it. Her body apparently was like, anyone wants it, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. That sounds about right. Anyway, so, um, but I, lo- I loved Edinburgh. Ness, uh, Inverness was a wonderful, wonderful little, a wonder, a, it's a wonderful town, beautiful stuff. I just, it was gorgeous no matter where you looked. Just, did they, just uh, now, did the men still uh, not wear anything under their kilts? They they barely they don't wear kilts under normal circumstances. I think the only time I saw people wearing kilts were in the stores to promote the sale of kilts. For, yeah, that, that's only in Dunedin. Yeah, for the tourists. For the tourists. Now, I honestly I came within um oh a little bit of a shot of of of, of getting one, but they didn't have the right clan, so I decided, yeah, never mind. We're not going to do that. So, um, but. Actually, I just going. I just want to bounce back I'm to the whiskey. I'm hoping that the first two words in your clan are not Ku Klux. No, no, it's, it's Gordon. Well, it's, it's good. No, no, no. You know, speaking of, while you were gone, South Carolina ceded that they had lost the Civil War. Yeah, so they was, they finally admitted they lost the Civil that was War. That impressive. And, and people started to, you know, the Confederacy really was about people keeping people in slavery. We. We've been lying to ourselves for all this See, time. You know, although I, the best I saw was John Oliver uh, was showing tape of when they were taking the flag down and people mm-hmm. were chanting USA, and he's like, okay, big moment, but let's not go overboard here. That's like when a 55-year-old man loses his virginity. Yeah, it's nice, but it's a little too late for you know, to get that excited. It should have happened a long time ago. Oh, yeah. 55 yeah. So... But uh, anyway, I just uh, it was just a wonderful trip, and just very very glad I went. And um, so anyway, uh, Ant Man. Uh. <laughs> uh, well, I you know I'm so far behind. I actually I saw Avengers mm-hmm. finally, which was really good. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, although some of the I don't know what it is. Maybe the computer animation. Maybe it's just me. But there are a lot of shots of computer animation that just looks so fake right now. Mm-hmm. I think, interestingly enough, I was thinking about that because I was uh, I was listening to someone apparently uh, Jupiter Jones, uh, Jupiter Rising, Ascending, or whatever it is, is available right. on Blu-ray or DVD, and I'd, I'd like to get might want to listen I to it just watch to get Jupiter Jones, the, the director's Jupiter Ascending, get the director's commentary. Like, well, we didn't know what we were doing, but uh, they were. I just remembered that the the yeah, it's the CGI was very impressive, but I just. When you when you think about the CGI and then you think back to, then you think to Mad Max Fury Road, it just it becomes less impressive because it's ah it's just digits. Well, you know, you need just, to, in yeah. fact, I'll put this up on our Facebook page. There's a really good uh, 
<clears throat> article about this called uh, it's called the Weta effect. Mm-hmm. You know, Weta, the uh, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, the New Zealand uh, special effects company run by uh, Peter Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it says it's a new video essay called the video. Excuse me, the Weta effect. And it offers the hypothesis that the reason people seem to not be as impressed by blockbusters and their special effects over the past decade is that special effects look too polished now. Mm. It says technology allows the creation of such unrealistic characters, creatures, and locations in such a realistic way that it becomes harder to suspend our disbelief to accept them as what they are. Mm. Okay. Uh, it's actually, it's, a, it's kind of fascinating because it's true. Because what you're saying is if you would have seen the effects that you're talking about, uh, enemy below, like when you were a kid, I oh, think yeah. you would have been, you know, but we've been so bombarded now. And now that anything's possible, instead of believing that anything can be, we don't believe anything. In fact, right. one of the problems with Mad Max was even a lot of the stuff that was done in there with real people, you know, mm-hmm. no one believes it was real sets of real people anymore. Yeah, but, well, I mean, my, but my biggest issue is it was not actually like the shots where they were huge special effects shots. It was the fight scenes where all of a sudden they do things that are just absurd. and That that aren't uh, physically possible with the anatomy. Well, not only that, but then the camera moves and at the same time, they don't look like the guy. Like, it doesn't look like the guy that was in the suit. He's he's either thinner or he's bigger um, or he just... Mm. All of a sudden, uh, you, really, head, you really were watching this thing because I, I, I have to say, I mean, I, I usually am trying to keep a keen eye out, but what you're describing just sounds like much more uh, uh, minutia than I, than I was giving it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, 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 the part of it that really kind of got to me was the beginning because it's that fight scene at the beginning where you see like actual fight scenes where you see the fight going on with the people, and then right, all of a sudden they like do something one, absurd. Like one take, like going. Yeah. To- person to each person yeah which is is fine and then all of a sudden one of them does something absurd and it you go okay well there's no way that because that doesn't look like the rest of the fight scene it's like all of a sudden i jumped into a video game for half a second and now i'm back into a movie yeah i felt the same way with iron man 2 i was like yeah why did they get some sort of cgi mickey rourke in this movie spider-man <laughs> always has really, that issue really too. messed up yeah yeah. yeah. Oh wait, no, that was just Mickey Rourke and all his plastic surgery. Never mind. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> CGI. That's sort of like sort of like a real CGI, just like. Gar, 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 gar. <laughs> go, Sin, why did they put this melted man's face on the screen? Oh wait, no, that's just plastic surgery. <laughs> no, no, it's plastic. It's botched plastic surgery. Not even good <laughs> yeah, plastic surgery. Uh, so. Uh, so apparently, Ant Man opened up and didn't do that badly. I was. No, like, it, uh, it did. It did good. It it, it did within it, the. I think it did a little less than Thor, Captain America. But, you know, honestly, considering the debacle, and it looks like it, I mean, it will make money. Yeah. Um, and, in fact, uh, if anything, there are two post-credit scenes that they have really front-loaded. I know it's at the end, but I mean front-loaded <laughs> as putting uh, uh, the, the emphasis on they, – they, they answer two questions that people have had um, – about Marvel currently and Marvel going forward, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I, I say this meaning that with the debacle behind the scenes where uh, Edgar Wright, who had done, uh, you know, Shaun of the Dead and the like, was supposed to direct it and had been supposed to, was supposedly supposed to be directing it or had been working on it for eight years and, you know, got, 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 got canned. You know, they, well, yeah, they, they parted ways for quote-unquote creative differences, you know, two weeks before or two months before filming. 
Um, so the fact that the film even came together and is, you know, watchable, and it is actually, you know, it is cute. And it, 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 at one point he goes into the something realm, the micro realm or something mm-hmm. where it, it kind of hints at Dr. Strange and that kind of weirdness mm-hmm. coming down the pipe. But, uh, I, I, there are two things that happen. I, there, there's spoilers, but they're not really spoilers if you have listened to our podcast ever. <laughs> I don't know how you guys are going to feel about me saying anything. No, oh, I don't care. Uh, well, don't. one of them is is at the end, uh, Hope Van Dyne, because you find out in the beginning, which, by the way, the de-aging special effects of Michael Douglas mm-hmm. is up there with the skinny, the skinny-izing effects of, uh, of uh, Chris, what's his name, from uh, uh, Captain America, you know, where they made him look like a little... The little, little wimp. Yeah, same guy, the same yeah. company did that to D.H. Michael Douglas, and you know, unlike Jeff Bridges and Tron Legacy, it, it actually looked, you know, it didn't look like a PS not three mm-hmm. PS two game. Mm-hmm. Um, but so essentially, he gives her an outfit, which at the end that's like the Wasp, and mm-hmm. she goes, "It's about damn time," you know, mm-hmm. kind of that Marvel thing of it's about time that a girl had yeah. been center. Yeah, other than just Black Widow. And the other right. one was, uh, it's actually a scene that will be in Captain America Civil War, but um, it will be probably from different angles. But okay. it's an actual scene of Bucky is caught with his arm and like, you know, something. And Captain America and uh, Falcon mm-hmm. are like, you know, we can't call the Avengers, you know, you know, because of the, can't remember what they called it. It was the Accords, you know, something mm-hmm. similar to what they had in the Civil War comic. And uh, then Falcon goes, I know a guy we can call because he was, you know, he was in Ant-Man mm-hmm. in a small scene. So it's how Ant-Man is going to be coming a into the picture of Captain America Civil War and giving a hint of the discord. To yeah. Him. Yes. Oh, excellent. All right. Very good. But uh, but the film overall, it, it is it's it, I got to say some of the micro photography they did is uh, just uh, jaw dropping and the. The film is cute. I mean, some of it was not great, you know, like some of the laughs don't quite hit, but overall, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a good movie. Oh, well, okay. Well, I mean, it, it certainly seemed to be like a little bit more... I mean, I think if you're going to talk about debacles coming, obviously, Fantastic Four just feels like a train wreck. Yeah, I'm hoping it will be, and I, I, I was hoping this about Terminator Genesis, that it was going to be that film that, you know, it had so many production troubles and has had so much bad press that it was going to be like the surprise of the summer, and mm-hmm. it certainly was not that i mean it was the least surprising in how shitty it is but <laughs> i am hoping now that maybe fantastic four it has nowhere to go but up yeah that is true that is true i mean i don't think anyone is sitting there going i think this will work yeah i'm pretty maybe. sure everyone's expecting fantastic four to just completely suck right so yeah. if it's only if it's mildly entertaining and we yeah. thought, well, we thought that about Terminator, the new Terminator. That's and, what I mean. It's like, yeah, Terminator lived up or lived down to its, yeah. you know, the expectation. But I'm just Ant-Man, saying that Fantastic Four is even remotely, you know, interesting or unique or even just passively entertaining. I think it will get a much greater pass than it may deserve. I, I you know, I, I, I would say that Ant-Man shocked everybody, but it, it really only shocked those who've gotten to the point where, because I, I thought... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was just going to suck, and they it somehow end up making it really good. And I'm I've come to the conclusion that Marvel Studios just, other than Swamp Thing, 
seems yeah. <laughs> to not be able to do anything bad. I mean, they do well, things that they've done a couple movies that were kind of well, they're not bad, that they're not great. Uh, right. But even those were they're watchable. Than, well, I think most, you know it, those superhero films I'd seen before. I had a lot of hope for Guardians of the Galaxy when I heard they hired James Gunn because once they had hired Joss Whedon and then James Gunn, these are two kind of you know popular in the kind of cult fringe, comic book fringe, you know nerd fringe, you know on the edges, but weren't certainly mm-hmm. not mainstream names and uh, are so kind of out there. It's like all these unique voices, and then when Edgar Wright was still going to do Ant Man, but what I think you're finding is with Edgar Wright being kicked off, of, you know, separating from Ant Man. And then the woman who directed Selma was going to do Black Panther, but, you know, cut that off before it even started. And the reason for both of these was is there is a committee uh, that oversees the Marvel films. So the films don't have – they are more married to the films fitting into the overall picture than Mm -hmm. having these individual films with their individual voices. And I think what they're missing is is why I think Guardians of the Galaxy was such a surprise was that James Gunn – has got such a unique voice, whether you like it or not, it's unique. But mm-hmm. and I think that bled through in the picture. Although I well, think yeah. that he's diplomatic enough to work with their yeah committee. Well, I just just the whole thing. I mean, just I mean, the, again, the idea of using using that music that they used in the Guardians, use the use of music in Guardians of Galaxies is amazing. Oh, it's like attached it's into a, my twelve-year-old you know radio yeah. station. Yeah, yeah, but but even so, but just to, to, to use that, to, to, it was a, a stroke of genius. Oh yeah, that. but I'm I'm saying with, but I think the one thing I will say about Ant Man is, it felt like a Marvel film as opposed to a Peyton Reed movie. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And Peyton Reed actually, you know, at one point he had a he was going to do a '60s based Fantastic Four at Fox mm-hmm. that got uh, botched right after he'd done the movie Down with Love, which was like a throwback to the old, uh, oh. Mm-hmm. Um, you might think of Rock Hudson and uh, Doris Day. Doris Day type films. You with Tony Randall as the friend. Yes, and in this it was David Hyde Pierce <laughs> as the friend with uh, Ewan McGregor and. Uh, that's that's like a 60s throwback to X Men. That would never work. <laughs> you know what? I, I see. I disagree. I, I don't know. Class was uh, probably. I'm, I, I in fact, there's parts of that I enjoyed better than Days of Future Past. Oh, I, I love First Class. I thought it was great. Well, I was being that, I was being sarcastic. That, I love that because Steve Vaughn uh, uh, did uh, uh, maybe not, uh, the uh, the same guy who did the Kingsman that just came out, which even though it took day in the present, kind of had a throwback to the Avengers, uh, the Patrick McGee Avengers, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, kind of like the James Bond of the '60s. You know, kind of had that that kind of uh, period feel. I but, love those. Yeah, I, I think those throwback movies are I, great. The Fantastic Four can't be done in the present day. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Day. It's stupid in the present day. It works. It works far better in in the. And why don't they just call them mutants then? Like you know, instead of what they because they, because somebody, if they're with the X Men, they might as well they're just four other mutants. Yeah, just whatever. They're not that fantastic. They're just other mutants. They weren't born <laughs> that way. They made a choice. That, that's true. <laughs> that that was how I felt at the orgy. <laughs> Lady Gaga was wrong. I wasn't born this way. <laughs> no, I just mean like, but also, I mean, I think that the new film Fantastic Four looks like it. It is part of the X Men collective that Fox has put together with those kind of darker color, you know, color schemes and you know, kind of more serious, somber tone. It just, I can definitely see how they're trying to create a vision that will allow these two to intertwine. 
Yeah, you know, sh- show me Galactus and I'll be happy. But until yeah, that's I'm all. Happen, I'm it's still on like a what a ten year hard on for Galactus. I still Galactus, haven't seen it. Yeah, they got me up for it and I'm still waiting. I'm still yeah. just trying to get over the fact that you just said with a straight face, "Show me Galactus." <laughs> show me your Galactus. Show me Galactus. And and also of course also the other thing was that while I was gone is like you know gay marriage became the law of the land and everyone everyone lost their shit. Well, I I do want to say just so everyone understands this is uh, not mandatory. Yeah. Yeah, that you're not, that you, you don't have to get married. People yeah. see people on some people on Facebook, especially people in Texas that I used to be friends and still am friends with some of them. They seem to think it's now mandatory. For well, you to go, shit, Bob. I guess you got to get married. I, yeah, damn. Hey, no, no, Bob's yeah. mine. I've had him for years. Oh, God, all right, well, I'm not gonna fight over this. I'm mad. I didn't even want to be a part of this. I just thought it was a law. Well, yeah, I thought it was a law. I mean, I might as well go with Bob. He's I'm certainly not putting myself out there. <laughs> I've seen the world out there. It is not like, yeah. It's just, I've I've been that between that and and. And people going, yeah, you know, take down the rebel flag. They're not going to take down my rebel flag. No one's asking to take down yours. No, no, it's not. It's not the way it works. Well, no. yeah. Now, yeah. now, I will say this. Now, as a good. Oh, by the way, also, by the way, in case you know, by the way, the invasion of Texas has begun too. That's the I other thing. I heard that. Started. Yeah. Yes, it was like you know. Well, the and, and, and Texas is a. I didn't know you had to invade. Didn't they have to leave first before you invade? I think so. Yeah, I think I think the the the, the Texas is it says they're being invaded by troops of the United States of America. Now just just roll that around in your. Well, head you know what I love about it is all the people that are posting that, that would right. Be accurate. All the people that are posting that right now from Texas who uh, used to. Of course, the people that so. were saying that Bob were Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the ones that are saying, "Hey, the the troops are invading Texas," are also still putting up support the troops. I'm like, would you make up your mind? Your mind? Yes. 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 The, the, well, I don't know, man. So much of this, I don't. Now, now it was interesting just to just to just to bounce this back a little bit. Uh, I when I was um, I was in, we we just finished the Loch Ness tour. We'd be driven back to uh, the center of Inverness. And we just were just talking back and forth, and there's a couple from uh, a couple of ladies from England talking about it. And I says, "Oh, I don't know, you know, it's like um, I talk. I was come from New York, and I was like talking about a couple of places, and you know, they and talking about New York or such. And they was like mentioning some things. I was, I don't know, you know, with, with all the crazy people in England, I, I just went, ladies, please, you have nothing." On the United States, as far as crazy well, people. Yeah, you know, just by default, we have so much more land and people. Like, you know, well, she said, well, well, and, that's what and, she said. And we have Florida. Well, actually, what she, she said was, well, well, you know, you you're much bigger than America. I said, no, 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 I'll just match you Florida. <laughs> I just gave you Florida. I can get, I can match you crazy for crazy with just Florida. Okay. I, I don't need the rest of the country. <laughs> well, you know, here's here's the thing. I will say this. Now, I am a. I think I have made it abundantly clear on this podcast. But just in case anyone was uh, confused, I am very, very, very liberal. I am very much the no. Democratic. Right? Yeah, I don't think that's a shock. But no. I, think, I, think, that, I think we all are. This is needless yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, I don't think that that, that, that goes yeah. without saying. But having said that, I also get frustrated from the extremes on the left or the right. And a good example would be with this uh, most recent uh, taking down the Confederate flag, and I'm all for that, should have happened years ago, but for TV land to 
ban uh, the Dukes of the Dukes of Hazard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's or a Apple to ban any apps, even Civil War related, because it had the Confederate flag in it. It's, it's you, you've, corp- gone, corp- you've gone crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> well, then you're dealing with you're dealing with corporations, and corporations are basically cowardice. Yeah. Well, the sociopaths. If you do a yeah. psychological profile of a corporation, it's a sociopath. But it's also cowardly at the same time. True. It's kind of like one of those weird. You're like things you can here. be both. Yeah, you're true. True, you can. But that's 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 what happens. They just simply go completely overboard. Like no one no one cares about the Dukes of Hazard. That was not the problem. Look, the they're Duke, just some you know, the, good old boys just trying to have some fun. And not only that, the show's been off the air for like a hundred years. I mean, it's like uh, anyway. But so I just I just remember that I just said no. I'm sorry. Yeah. I could just match you crazy, crazy for Florida. I mean, we have people that you know are, are eating their relatives, you know, like after after shooting them. I mean, is this not? <laughs> I will see your Sid and Nancy and raise you, Florida. Yeah, basically. So um, anyway, that's um, I, I so yeah. I mean, I, in that in that vein, there's been a couple sites that have been, and I find it funny that they're like, well, you know, we can't, we're not going to be able to get a uh, a Confederate Virginia battle flag anymore. I'm like. Well, one, you can still buy the Confederate flag. They still sell that. But on top of it, uh, I can buy a Nazi flag on the Internet, so I'm pretty sure you can find it. You should be able to get the uh, Well, yeah, yeah uh, look, it's uh, the old line of I may, not, uh, I may not like what you have to say, but I'll defend with my life your right to say it. Yeah. Look, if you want to be fucking stupid, you can be stupid, just as long as you're not hurting someone else. Yeah, and as long as you don't put it up in There's the no state house. <laughs> as yeah. long as you don't put yeah. it up on government property, I don't give a shit. No, you can just go ahead and do fine. No, they don't get. I mean, that's what occasionally that that that's the not getting it point yeah. of it. No, no, no. It's, well, it's, that, it's, but that goes back to what you were saying about like just because you know, uh, you know, gay uh, gay Americans and lesbian Americans are able to uh, uh, now have the same rights as everyone else, not special rights. They are now afforded the rights that they were not afforded before. So there's right. equality there. Um, you are not being forced to now go find a you know. Same-sex mm-hmm. partner, in the same right. sense that you can have a Confederate flag, but it, you know, but the general populace has agreed on public land owned by the general population. Right. Uh, we that that does not represent us. Right. Now, apparently, I don't know. I was just flipping around through the through the internet, and apparently, um, this this response is apparently even more bizarre than anything the United States has done. Apparently, uh, President Obama is going over to Kenya. To uh, okay. to visit, uh, and he's going to visit Kenya this month. And some Kenyans are planning a particularly re- interesting way to express their excitement, as reported by the Nairobi News. Four thousand men and one thousand women plan to strip naked and protest in the street yeah. when President Obama visits the country in order for him to see and understand the difference different between a man and a woman, according to oh, the that's protest- what protesting of. Uh... Uh, yeah, the acceptance of gay marriage. Now, so so five, four thousand guys getting naked. Yeah, that's a lot of cocks. That's don't you think some that, of them are going to be like, oh, like we're fucking naked? Maybe we could just suck each other's dicks. Yeah, I, I just yeah, because if you look at the, I mean, you I'm know, not gay, but you know, just we got yeah, about. You know, hey, come on, we're, they're here. You know, it's like it's it's just you know, like not only that, the, the it's four thousand guys and one thousand women. I mean, the odds are just not good. Uh, which, Pro, wait, which, by wait, the way, protest, another thing. Protest I will, I will, gay marriage in Kenya? I, I, want, I, want, I will say gay. to you guys at some point, and I will recommend to the listeners, uh, yeah. the, um, oh, hell, I'm losing my mind today. Uh, shit, who used to be the host of SNL? Norm MacDonald. There we go. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, uh, Norm. 
he uh mm-hmm. he has a funny sketch on his newest comedy album where he has uh, the first two gay men and mm-hmm. their first decision to try anal sex which <laughs> is pretty funny because the first guy's like he goes look we don't need women we can just talk to each other we can do what you know we can watch sports we do what we want and you know the sex part's taken care of and as he's of course starting entry the other guy's like how oh, that really hurts he's like i'll stop if you want me to stop okay please stop he goes i can't hear you hold on i'm just gonna keep going no please stop that this is that really burns it hurts okay i can't hear you i'm just gonna keep going till i finish please don't finish <laughs> like it just keeps going. so this i mean this guy the guy who's did this is obviously a, a whack job but i just the idea of like so we're gonna like okay we're gonna protest well, that's a protest i can get behind and uh you know and i mean really get behind you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. i i just that's really just i i just there the rationale just eludes me there but i just i found that interesting. you know what that's point. almost my favorite up there with the uh oh who are those uh the, the something baptist church uh who are those fucking nutcases Mm-hmm. Uh, the the famous one, the ones that protest all the gay. Oh, the Westboro, Westboro, Westboro Baptist, Baptist Church, Church. and yeah. also all the soldiers' bodies coming back. They're just mm-hmm. real fucking assholes. But uh, yep. I, I'm like, they have like the signs up there, like uh, Bible says Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Like, I wonder yep. how much pride they had coming up with that little cutesy rock. Oh, they were so upset. They were so pleased with this. Uh, they had to have just been fucking pigs and shit, being like, "See what yeah. I did there, honey? I made Eve Steve." Yeah, look at that, right? And of course, they always remind me of that that the line that basically they, they someone actually it was like my dad when he was in Texas. Somebody told he got he was told this joke. He says, "The trouble with Baptists is that they just don't hold them down long enough." <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> Do the world a favor. Actually, uh, I will say this. I don't I don't wish harm on anyone. Let me make that clear. Yeah, but yes. also, I, I will say I just found, uh, and another thing I need to put up on uh, on our site, was a band. It's now banned. And I say mm-hmm. banned, not like it's banned by anyone other than the actual Mormon church. But it was mm-hmm. a cartoon that they had produced in the 70s that uh, gives a description of, you know, breaks down exactly what their religion is and, you know, how it is the true Christianity, right? But with all yeah. the space age nonsense that, you know, that L. Ron Hubbard would exploit to an even greater extent. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you, uh, Bob, enemy below, I am not normally shocked. My jaw was on the ground of A, how crazy <laughs> this shit was, but B, at one point as they're talking about uh, Jesus and his brother Satan, that's right, his brother, Earth, and they both had their minions. And the ones uh, that were uh, too cowardly uh, 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 that remain neutral, you know, because we all started off blonde-haired and blue-eyed, um, they were turned into the Negro. Uh, that was their punishment for their ignorance. Of course, when you mean minions, all I can think of now is the guys from Despicable uh, Me. Yeah, yeah, but, but, we'll just... <laughs> but I mean, honestly, like, I, I knew that the Mormon Church had not accepted African Americans into their church until, until the 70s, the... but yeah. I didn't know, like, the history behind it, and... and Honestly, that is the tip of the iceberg of the amount of crazy in there. But the amount of just the racial overtones and the way that the cartoon shows them kind of morphing from blonde-haired, blue-eyed into stereotypical-looking African-Americans. Oh, that must have been. Their punishment was that they were basically turned black for not taking a side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the original. Yeah, that's correct. Well, I thought that was actually like – there's another thing. They well, well that... they they, they... – they changed it in the 70s, but there a lot of... That's the great line in the uh, Book of Mormons where he's like, when he's singing I Believe, and, and 
in between, like the stanzas in between, like the chorus. He's the joke is is that he's only saying things that are factual, right? Yeah. And and, that, and what's funny is is like you know it's like hanging yourself with your own rope. I mean it's just it's so fucking nuts that it becomes funny. But one of them is is like and I he goes and I believe that God accepted black people in 1978 or something like that. I mean God changed his mind about black people. Yeah, yeah. changed his mind about yeah. black. People. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I mean it really is just like what the fuck. Of course, the the joke that was, I think, pervasive for a long time, and it actually might have been the actual reason, but BYU kept losing football games. <laughs> I would. <laughs> you know what? That's a, yeah. You know what? That that's probably as, you know, as funny as that is, probably not too far off. Although I yeah, say, it's probably some truth. As much as I have a hard time seeing a black person in the Republican Party, and I'm all for you know people make their own choice. That's fine. Gay, black, Republicans, good for you. Um, but I mean, I, I just, I can't, I'm saying me personally, I can't put my brain around how I could be, you know, a minority and be in the Republican Party or be black and be in the Mormons. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, it, it's always just kind by of... default, wouldn't you be like, oh, well, this is just bullshit that you're cooking up and changing uh, for your convenience. Like they, they basically yeah. have just said, oh, yeah, we were yeah, we we with snake oil. And uh, yeah. yeah, that batch was bad. So we're going to here's a new brand of snake oil. Maybe you'll okay. like this. Speaking of. All right. So anyway, we're coming coming up on an hour here. Yeah, so sorry we, about that. I, no, 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 no. I, I always like the line, Bob, that someone told me is like uh, it, you don't want to eat the sausage when you've seen how it's made. Nope. Nope. You don't want to see the sausage. You have seen how it's made. Well, unless you and, have a really strong stomach. I'm gonna go with strong stomach. You had the, haggis. The, the cla- so I did actually. I did have haggis. I did actually uh, in, imbibe the haggis. Haggis is the name of the man at the truck stop. Yeah, Bill I, Haggis. I, <laughs> that'll put yeah. hair on your chest. Yes, indeed. <laughs> at least that's what he told me it would do. But it yeah, just, just rub it in after he's done. You know. <laughs> but there's all this hair all over my palm, sir. <laughs> just yeah, rub so it I did, in. I, damn it, rub it. I did have haggis there, so it was like you know. So it's. It's it's cooked forever and spiced forever, so if you don't you don't think too closely about what it is, it's not a problem. All right, uh, so sorry, you were saying we were coming up on an hour. We're coming up on an hour here. We've had no segment so far. <laughs> no, not at all. Not a segment. A segment Our at segment all. has been Bob's travel log. Yeah, that was basically. <laughs> Welcome to the Highlands. <laughs> Oh, the men are men and the sheep are nervous. Oh, oh, I God. actually, because <laughs> that it's an hour in, I, I have to drop off and take care of my daughter since my son okay. has been doing it and he's on All right. well, now and I so far hasn't managed, to maim, or kill your, <laughs> hasn't managed so, to maim or kill your daughter. So if so you guys are doing bad movie, let me go ahead and... Uh, and, and okay. Uh, uh, bad movie! <laughs> well, I'm going to do this very quickly. I'm glad because, I always get uh, stuck with this. <laughs> we hate you. We've often <laughs> said... No, no. It's uh, it's this is a terrible. I mean, this. I mean, even by the standards of terrible, this is terrible. And it's Beaster Day. Here comes Peter Cottonhell from 2014. I, yeah, I'm. I, you finally got my interest. <laughs> it's a bear. It, what? It's the the story is basically it's a small town somewhere. A enormous killer rabbit starts eating the the population. How can you not think of a uh, Holy Grail? Yeah. But it's a big it's a big rabbit. It's not a little rabbit, not a little bunny. Gotcha. It's a enormously badly stop motioned bunny that makes about three or four moves. There's a lot of CGI blood, which is actually pretty bad. The acting is pretty bad. It's 
I mean, it it knows it's a bad film, but it's unfortunately it just isn't good enough to know it's a. It just isn't. I don't know. It's it's yeah, it's not bad acting, enough to be funny. It's not bad. It knows it's going to be terrible. It's trying so hard to be funny, I, and it's that kind of so reminds awful. me. That, that's a little bit how I felt about the Sharknado films. Yeah, that's really it's it's in that kind of class. That uh, I mean, Sharknado just the sheer. I would say with the first Sharknado, the sheer chutzpah of the concept. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I did. got your pass. The second one, not so much. And the third, I'm not even. I'm not even really interested in watching it. I, I just I've got no interest in seeing it. This one, it's like once they they try to like <clears throat> have all these bizarre. There's like a as a group of dog catchers called Catcher in the Rye, Dog Catcher in the Rye, and there there's the main character is like an insane dog catcher, and. And he's like trying to prove himself, and there's like a, a girl who's like a, a would-be actress, but she blew her chances, and she ends up moving back to this town. And they never explain why the rabbit. You know, now, of course, you don't really need a lot of explanation, but a slight explanation as to where the hell a rabbit came from would 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 have been nice. Why the rabbit is doing what the rabbit is doing would have been at least something. But no, it just sort of like walks around. I mean, women lose their tops, uh, okay. which is which is okay on a couple of times and the other times it's like that's a lot of surgery that went very badly didn't it uh, <laughs> uh, I mean you know you know I mean you know, breasts are nice but not all breasts are really photogenic shall we say let me just <laughs> yeah yeah and and actually and even to the point where some that are have been uh, surgically quote unquote enhanced, have actually, to their detriment, kind of like, you yeah. know, when women or men, for that matter, keep getting their faces worked on. There you go, Mickey yeah. Rourke. Good example. Yeah, Mickey Rourke. Sort of like the, oops, can't do that anymore. But uh, it just it just didn't, it, it, oh, it, it tried, and I don't even know if you could, re- I, you know, I don't know if you can actually do it, trying to do it, you know, a So Bad It's Good film you really actually think you need something like with Birdemic or Troll 2 or something or or mana or um or Plan 9 from Outer Space the people the people doing it have to have no idea how crazily bad this is the minute you know it's bad you start winking people start winking at the camera and not everybody is like on board with treating it seriously and I mean, there were a lot of attempted jokes and some of them work but some of them don't oh it's, yeah no you're right well that's the uh <laughs> The joy of a lot of this stuff is the uh, going back and watching like uh, cult films from the 70s and 80s is yeah, the, the found comedy. Right, I think that, would be that nice they thing. unaware. Yeah, and these it was a little again it was too, just too again just too self-aware I, for me for my own personal taste. Now it, it's not as bad as some of the ones I've seen, but it really was kind of dull. It actually in the end it was dull. And how do you make a, an enormous killer rabbit rampaging through a town dull? Is is you know there's how do you do that? I, I the thing is I I think they tried to make it okay. Here's an outlandish premise. Let's add outlandish characters, and I think it would have been much simpler and much more entertaining had you basically taken you know you take the Leave It to Beaver community and you have a giant rabbit go rampaging through it. <laughs> you know yeah, which you know and and had that film been made in an era where you know like. Uh... The dad from, uh, oh, uh, uh, like from Gidget, you yeah. know, had been like a serious like doctor or scientist dealing with yeah. this epidemic. It would be yeah. uh, funny, uh, but you know, when people are trying to 
I, I don't know. I always feel like when the 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 best part about you remember that movie that came out with the uh, uh, Grindhouse that uh, the experiment mm-hmm. of uh, Robert Rodriguez yeah. and Quentin Tarantino. The, right. the films themselves, I don't think were that great. I mean, I think Tarantino's the elongated version actually worked better, but what made it work was the trailers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in a small little condensed three minute portion, it's very funny. But trying yeah. to expand that out to an hour and a half and then, you know, having someone wink at the camera for an hour and a half. You know, I mean, I think part of the charm of the originals was is that these people actually gave a shit about their characters and actually genuinely, I mean, as ridiculous as it is, genuinely yeah. believed in them. Right. It was just it, it just really didn't. I mean, uh I don't think there was. I don't think it was a real reason to have the main protagonist to be an insane, a borderline insane dog catcher. I I, I just it, it didn't seem to be. It wasn't. Well, funny. I don't understand why the was there did that have some payoff for the rabbit like the dog. That no, he had actually, was, actually, was no. I mean, he just he really didn't do much. I mean, he sort of like made a lot of weird speeches and, and did. In the end, he actually his 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 his, his um. His contribution to the demise of the giant bunny was to dress himself up like an enormous carrot and lure the bunny into the open where the female lead, who actually did a pretty good job, she plays like that, and then, you know, is then shoots it with a shotgun. Shoots it dead with a shotgun. Ah. And, and, you know, okay, you know, like, I, I think, the thing is, I think the thing would have been nicer, actually been funnier had they actually had a little scene where she explains his pl- her plan to him. We're gonna you're gonna dress like a carrot, and <laughs> I'm right. gonna do yeah, it. I mean, if, yeah. Yeah, it kind of, you gotta have a take. You gotta have that double take. You right. just gotta I mean, have well, that, that moment be, of silence. That, now, see, now that would be winking at the camera because then that would work because the sincerity of this man and his as you know foolhardy and idiotic uh, as his plan is that someone within yeah. the screen is acknowledging you know. This is stupid. This is, this is stupid. Well, actually, it's, it's actually the, the female lead has the plan of dressing him like a character. Oh. So. Well, in that case, yeah. he probably wanted to get laid, so I, would, I yeah, wouldn't argue I mean, with her he, either. No, I wouldn't argue with her either, but, but it doesn't work out anyway because she's she's much Actually, smarter than he. that wouldn't be a furry. That would be, what, a veggie? I guess so, yes. <laughs> but, I mean, so they don't really I, – I think, I think there's – even even as stupid a film as uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is a bit of a metaphor involved in it. Oh, also yeah. a metaphor. Now, see, now that although that film is just great, also for the uh, for the theme song. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the helicopter landing scene, which is like I just remember there was like the guy, the guy who the guy they were interviewing. I mean, he got a Johnny Carson when this film started to get cult status, and he was talking about his earlier credits was like Angry Man in Sport Coat on Mod Squad, and he was in the helicopter and the heli- the the scene where the helicopter lands and crashes what happened is the helicopter pilot managed to clip the tail of the thing and the thing's just started to spin around because that's what keeps the helicopter from spinning around as a tail rotor right so it you know it crashed and the guy is like kind of like crawling out of the helicopter jesus and he hears and he hears cut <laughs> well although did you did you ever see return of the killer tomatoes uh, I don't. No, no, it didn't. It was uh, not not good either, but was even more tongue in cheek. But it mm-hmm. is more famous for the fact that it has uh, John Aston as the lead, um, as the you know evil scientist. But even more infamous mm-hmm. for it was one of George Clooney's first film roles. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure he's I'm And sure yet, he's very I still with... find that film more entertaining than Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah. And it it's it's far... I mean, Cactical Killer Tomatoes is far more entertaining than this film. I mean, just really, it's... It's that it's, it was trying to pitch itself in that era, and it just didn't work. Uh, anyway, so it's not it's not uh, Beaster Day. Here comes Peter Cottontail. If you want to watch a film about uh, rabbits killing people, just stick with the Night of the Lepus. That would be my final. Uh... <laughs> Which I'll tell you what, as far as uh, holiday themed horror goes, I was a little shocked at that there is like I think two, maybe three competing Krampus movies coming out this fall. Um. Krampus? Krampus. K R A M P U S. Krampus is the basically like anti claws. He is. Oh, okay. He was like a a real myth, but just kind of Mm -hmm. we were talking before about, you know, the. Oh, with Rob Roy and Braveheart and then, you know, Mm -hmm. two meteor movies, two Robin Hood films. Well, now we've got competing Krampus films. I think there's two, possibly three. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I just brought this up for you. Let's see if I can find this. The Krampus movies going on are... Where are we? Here we go. There is first, there's a movie that's going to be from the guy who did Trick or Treat. And uh, it is basically... I don't know. It's a, kind of a horror comedy. And then there's another one where Krampus will be part of a larger anthology horror uh, Halloween-themed or excuse me, Christmas-themed horror for, mm-hmm. from uh, Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, it was funny because you were talking about the uh, the the Easter Bunny or the Beaster. What was it? The the, the Beaster Bunny. What did you call it again? Uh, Beaster Day. Beaster Day. Uh, that uh, that Krampus now is the running trend of holiday-themed, you know, uh, sicko maniacs. Okay. Well, I know. I mean, it was like Black Peter was the uh, is was the uh, was like there was a Dutch version of like you know their their version of Santa Claus also had Black Peter who would basically yeah I don't leave, even know I think, let me see if the Krampus is a real I mean I believe it's a real myth let me just see now I'm actually curious just to see what what the hell the Krampus is oh and there was a film that came out in two thir- 2013 called Krampus Christmas Devil uh, so okay. clearly this has been something. Um, mm-hmm. Here we go. In German-speaking Alpine folklore, Krampus is a horned anthropomorphic figure. According to traditional narratives around the figure, um, Krampus punishes children during the Christmas season who have misbehaved, in contrast with St. Nicholas, who rewards well-behaved ones. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And it's apparently Interesting. he's one of a number of companions of St. Nicholas in the regions of Europe. That do that kind of thing. So Black Peter was like a version. I think that I think that is is another. I'm pretty version sure Black Peter and Jupiter Jones are both uh, black exploitation films from the 70s. That you're confusing. They, it was with this, yeah, it was, <laughs> I, or, or or coffee or you're yeah, like Chuck Turner. Yeah, yeah. or uh, you know <laughs> the guy from Harlem or any of the other thousands one thousand of ones that it was kind of the black exploitation like did they did like they made like a bit a million movies in about three years and then they all went away yeah yeah and it was they were uh, always bringing down the man yeah cracker devil cracker devil anyway and with that and with the with that phrase cracker devil hanging in there yes i think it's time for us to say goodbye uh this is bob muir and this saying is, peace love show knife uh sorry this is mr the bandit saying toodaloo <laughs> <laughs>